The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. Last week, Dr. Melissa Oden shared specific examples on how to live from your own truth. When someone is able to apply their teachings in their own life, you know they are authentic. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to the podcast, and then you might want to do what Miriam from Houston, Texas did. She has been an avid listener. After last week's show, she did something different. She emailed me how much she enjoyed Dr. Odin and then went on Facebook and invited all of her contacts to like my page. She was inspired by Dr. Odin, who shared how she turns challenging experiences into positive ones by staying in the moment and finding the gratitude. Argentine tango was the silver lining that our guest today found when faced with breast cancer. After the break, choreographer, teacher, and dancer Christy Cody will share with us how Argentine tango heals you from the inside out. And that is what this show is all about. Our physical health is connected to our emotions and our thoughts. Living from our passion and seeing the positive in everything is life-enhancing. If you're trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation or how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts, or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or email now or between shows to drdrpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And the phone number to call between shows is 1-214-736-4460. That's 1-214-736-4460. 
1-800-273-8860. As Dr. Odin said, we need community to support us as we learn to think positively. If you're looking for that community, come to my meetup group next Wednesday from 1130 to 1. You can find the details by clicking on the meetup symbol on the homepage of my website, paulajoyce.com. A community that has been instrumental in my healing is Argentine Tango. It came into my life in a most dramatic and unexpected way. I was taking salsa lessons when I saw a performance by Phyllis and Daryl, who were teaching Argentine tango at the, that ballroom studio. I was riveted. This was 13 years ago, well before Dancing with the Stars and So You Think You Can Dance. I had never seen anything like it. I couldn't believe the two bodies could move so in sync and with such beauty and pre precision, I literally fell in love. I knew at that moment that I would have to learn this dance. I had no idea what I was committing to, but the draw was so great that it didn't matter. I was not a natural. My core muscles weren't strong enough for me to support my own balance. The good dancers complained that I was putting too much weight on them. So I started taking Pilates and yoga to strengthen my body. Gradually, <clears throat> I got stronger and learned to stand on my own two feet. As with everything in tango, this was not just a physical experience. It was a metaphor for how I was living my life. I got stronger physically and in my thoughts, emotions, and actions. Tango became a way for me to get to know myself and to work on the things within myself and in my relationships that I wanted to change. When we're busy in our daily routines with responsibilities pulling us in many directions, we often don't have the energy or the opportunity to see our lives from a new perspective. It's hard to separate reality from what we want our reality to be, or some call it illusion. Something happens in the tango experience that makes everything real. It shouts at you in a way that forces you to look at what you're doing, what you're thinking, how people are treating you, how you respond, and how you treat other people. It's like everything is amplified and you can't ignore what you've been trying so hard to ignore in your life outside of tango. And that's the metaphysical, spiritual experience that tango provides. Yes, you can relate to it as just a dance, but if you do, you're missing out on one of the most profound experiences possible. Not only did I have to strengthen my inner core muscles, I also had to learn how to relax my body, how to follow rather than anticipate the lead, how to stay in the moment, how to trust my partner, how to stop thinking and start feeling, how to wait, 
how to hold my boundaries, how to be feminine while being empowered, how to feel the music, how to stop taking things personally, how to distinguish between criticism and good teaching, how to accept a compliment without misstepping immediately afterwards, and most challenging was letting go of the fear that I would do it wrong. All of this was in addition to learning the movements of the dance. Argentine tango is often said to be the hardest of the dances to learn. Each tango dance is created in a unique way, depending upon the energy between the two people dancing and the music. The same dance is never repeated because the steps are put together in an, in an improvisational and creative way to match the feeling of the moment. The mood can shift from passionate to playful to dramatic, incorporating the full range of human emotions. I have experienced laughter, tears, and deep gratitude for the beauty, magic, and mystery that is Argentine tango. I dance Argentine tango as a walking meditation. It forces me to stay in the moment. The second that I allow my mind to drift and start thinking about anything except my connection with my partner and the music, that's the second that I miss a step. It's through tango that I learn to be in the moment in the other parts of my life. It's where I practiced allowing myself to let go of my thinking and just feel. For some, this may be easy. For me, it was an extreme challenge. It required my trusting my partner to not hurt me or step on me, to protect me from being hit by other dancers, and to create a dance that, it was, that was enjoyable and matched the feeling of the music. I discovered that I could stay in the moment better when I closed my eyes. Without the visual distractions, I was better able to tune inside and to focus on receiving the intention from the lead. Dancing tango became a way of letting go of the stresses of the day. I often even used it to clear my head. I remember the first time I experienced the power of doing this. I had to write a speech and just couldn't get out of my head and into the flow. Instead of forcing myself to stay on task, I did something very uncharacteristic of me at that time. I left it and went to tango. When I got back, the speech wrote itself because I had relaxed gotten into my creative space, had fun, let go, etc., etc. There isn't even a way to describe all the joys and benefits of tango, but I know enough of them to know that it has changed my life. One of the ways that tango allows each person to express themselves is through their individual embellishments and the energy they put into each step. I remember when one of my first teachers said, it's time for you to learn embellishments. My response was, when my feet are ready, they will know what to do. Everybody 
is different. I knew that I didn't want to force myself to do someone else's idea of an embellishment. I wanted mine to come from within me, to express me, and to be authentic in the moment. I also knew that my style of learning incorporated observing other people, taking it in visually, and then bringing it out in my dance in my unique way when I felt it. Thinking back over the years, I realized that the way I embellish has changed dramatically as I have changed. Because my embellishments are not rote, I adapt them to who I am in the moment and how I'm relating to the music and to my partner. As one of my teachers, Elba Garcia, told me, you dance who you are. Tango has helped me become, on the outside, who I really am on the inside, inside, and, and through insight also. And that's a gift beyond measure. I started today by saying that Argentine tango is a community. Actually, it's an international community. You don't have to speak the language either. I can go anywhere in the world and communicate with my partner through the dance. When I'm in Buenos Aires, the Argentinians usually think I'm from there until they try to have a conversation with me after they've danced, after we've danced, and they realize that I don't speak Spanish. I didn't go there for the first time until I had been dancing eight years. Most people didn't understand what I was waiting for. But just like the embellishments, I knew that I had to wait until I was ready. I first went to numerous festivals in the United States and even some tango dance cruises to get practice dancing with a lot of new partners and managing all of the customs that are peculiar to Argentine tango. When I finally did go, I danced well enough that I attracted good dancers and had a really positive experience. I had built up my self-confidence and my dance skills, both of which were necessary for me to have the successful trip that I wanted. I've learned that right time is everything in dance and in life. The tango community is not only international in the sense that it is danced all over the world, but also because within each community, one is able to have a multicultural experience. It's, it isn't rare to find, it, it is rare to find a community with the scope that tango has. It's not surprising to see seniors dancing with college students different races and nationalities dancing together, and women dancing with women or men dancing with men. You don't have to have a partner or significant other. You can go alone and have a great evening of dance, music, and socializing. We come together because we share the same passion, and that's how I met our guest today. Christy Cody is one of the most respected teachers and choreographers 
purse of Argentine tango in the U.S. today. Her teaching method was published by Dance Vision and is complemented by 24 instructional DVDs. Christy is one of the founding members of the all-female tango company, Tango Confusion, with whom she has performed across the U.S., Buenos Aires, and Montevideo. Having been diagnosed with breast cancer in 1995, shortly after taking up Argentine tango, she found it to be an essential part of her recovery and the silver lining that led her to a full-time career as an Argentine tango dancer and instructor. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you're enjoying our program, be sure to like us on Facebook. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Christy Cody, who will talk with us about how Argentine tango heals from the inside out. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, 
back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And we're here with Christy Cody, who will talk with us about how Argentine tango heals from the inside out. And I just want to let our listening audience know that Christy and I met in 2001 at um, a, a tango cruise to Alaska. And we can talk a little bit more about that then, but then re-met at a tango festival in Houston and discovered um, how much in sync we were with the way we think about tango and talk about it. And at that time, um, we talked about her being on, on a radio show with me, and here we are. So I'm so grateful. And I want to just start by quoting something that Christy said to me. Tango finds people for a reason. Yes, absolutely, Dr. Joyce. I am... Um... I've had such an experience as a teacher meeting so many people from, as you said, so many walks of life um, who come to tango for various reasons. Sometimes they don't even realize what it is, but it seems as though tango finds them. And there's a moment in their life where it makes sense for them to connect with this dance. And by the way, your opening segment just spelled it out so clearly, all of the aspects of this, this amazing dance. So it's nice that the audience has a, a nice perspective about what this thing of Argentine tango is all about. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and, and so tango found you, and if you would talk a little bit about how um, what was going on and how it impacted your life in such a profound way. Yes, a lot. not only my students were sort of found by the tango, but I really feel like I had a profound experience that way as well. Um, initially, like so many people that come to tango, there was a loss in my life. And the initial thing was I had broken up with a boyfriend. This is very common. Marriage is ending, relationships ending, maybe jobs or something important to you is ending. And so there's sort of a void in your life, and somehow you find yourself in a tango class. Um, but I had the second kind of experience, which was that I was dancing tango, and it was really so meaningful to me, and I was getting so much out of it for myself. And then about just shortly after I began to dance tango, less than two years into it, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And that was a devastating uh, thing, of course. And um, I, I really felt like the reason I had found tango maybe was mo- not so much because of the breakup with the boyfriend, but more, more profoundly because I was going to be facing this life challenge, and tango is what got me through it. And I really had moments where... Uh, I, I was not feeling well. I was going through chemotherapy and radiation therapy all at the same time. And when I went to the dance floor and danced tango, all of my uh, my mental uh, you know capacity was was much greater that I could deal with this. But also my physical um, being was able to deal with the, the physical aspects of it as well. And it was amazing. And I really felt as though the reason I had danced tango was for that moment in my life. That's really beautiful. And and you talk about tango healing from the inside out. What yeah. do you mean by that? 
Absolutely. I mean, it's so many things that you were saying in the opening segment. I mean, it's the embrace of another human being and the the soulfulness, soulfulness of this dance. It's a dance that comes from within, not so much from the outside, but you really feel it from within and you express it on the outside, like you were saying about the embellishment. It's not something where you can just take your free foot and, and start making circles on the floor because you can. It's more because something in the music inspires you to make that movement. So this kind of feeling that comes from the dance um, is something that's very healing. And honestly, for, for having danced it for so many years, I still find it difficult to find the words to explain just what it is. I certainly know what you mean by that. It, it yes. because it it and, and that's one of the things that's wonderful about it too is that you can allow your body to express what sometimes words can't. Yes, absolutely. Um, and 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 who you are and and your uniqueness. Um, you know, there there was. Uh, you mentioned the um, that people often are facing some sort of life change, and they find tango. I think yeah. it it also can help us change our lives as we relate to the dance and find new parts within ourselves. Absolutely. And as, as I always say, I wouldn't wish a cancer diagnosis upon anyone. But this cancer diagnosis for me, combined with finding tango, became a life-changing silver lining. And it was really amazing because I was working in corporate America prior to that. And I had a you know, big job with a company car and carrying a briefcase every day. But I was very stressed out. And I'm not sure that I was really enjoying that. I danced um, as I was a dance teacher, but only part-time, and I never envisioned myself to be able to do that as a full-time career. It just didn't seem possible financially or for other reasons. And after the diagnosis, I began to see things uh, in a different light, and eventually I decided to leave my full-time work and just put it out there to the universe that I was going to be a full-time tango dancer and really wondering if I would be a bag lady on the street instead. But <laughs> in fact, my career blossomed, and now I've been doing it full-time for, I think, 16 years now and never looked back, and it really, truly has been a silver lining for me. And I always say that, you know, perhaps other people don't have to wait until that cancer diagnosis or whatever it might be in their life for that change. Perhaps they could embrace change and find the silver lining before something catastrophic happens to them. Wouldn't that be beautiful if we all could do that? I've been pretty, um, pretty vocal about it with some friends. I, I always joke with a couple of friends of mine who I had, um, I had gone to a milonga, which is, of course, our tango dance party, one Saturday night, and after we decided to go have a glass of wine. So the three of us were sitting around, and one was a psychologist, and the other one was working in a in a um, uh, directing trucks and doing the kind of work that he wasn't so interested in. And even though the psychologist was very interested in her work, I had this conversation that, like I'm having with you, saying how wonderful it is to discover and find this, you know find that you can change your life and you can do anything you want. And they both aspired to be tango dance, tango teachers or dance teachers, but they didn't see that it was possible in their lives. And within six months, both of those people became full-time dancers. <laughs> wow. And, and the first one called me and said, 
guess what? I quit my job. I said, you did what? <laughs> I was a little bit shocked. <laughs> but both of them have become uh, very happy in this decision, and it's all worked out really well for them. Isn't it wonderful to discover that we can follow our dreams and those messages from society that you can't do this, you can't be that, no one's able to do whatever. And over and over again, when I talk with my clients who are able to break through those um, those silly messages that we get that keep us stuck in misery, that they are successful because they're coming from their passion and their joy, and they they make it happen. Absolutely. I mean, when you're passionate about something and you put your heart and soul into it, you will be successful. I don't think there's any exception to that rule. And and look at what you found within yourself. Were you doing choreography before you started working full time as a, a, a with Argentine Tango? I was. I mean, I started early on as an Arthur Murray dance instructor and and received a lot of training, working with a lot of students, doing choreographies for the showcases and that kind of thing. And and um, you know, worked way back in the day in a, a company doing disco and jazz dancing. Um, called the Pool Dancers, and, you know, that was the disco era in the 70s. So um, all of that was great, but I, I tell you, I was I was working really hard. I was working, you know, minimum 40 hours a week and then changing my clothes and running to the dance studio, and then all weekends were consumed with dancing. So um, it was not easy to combine um, the two, you know, passion, the, my work and my passion for dance, really. And so now you don't have to fit it in and stress yourself out. You can just enjoy it. And and I've seen you perform, and it's just so beautiful. You know, it's um, I'm so grateful for what you you're welcome for what you give to us as we watch such beauty and such. Um, I don't know, a positive energy and joy on the dance floor. Well, thank you. Um, performing is, is a great gift to the performer, but it's also a gift that you're giving to other people. So as they say, the, 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 um, the joy is in the giving, right? And as a performer, you get to experience that when the audience responds so positively and they, and they enjoy what, what they see on the stage. So it's very gratifying. It's neat. And we haven't talked about this, but I'm curious what motivated you to form an all-female dance group. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Um, there was an all-female dance company before my group, Tango Confusion, called Tango Mujer out of New York. And they were a brilliant group of five or six women who did exactly what we're doing now. And uh, they really inspired us. So they were very high-level tango dancers. They both led and followed. And um, and so one of the gals that, that's part of our core group, she sort of had the vision to create something similar. So she called a few of us, and we kind of got together and reluctantly got together because we were all so busy. You know, we didn't really have – we're all busy women, you know. But mm-hmm. um, we then contacted one of the, um, the gals from Tango Mujer, Brigitte Winkler, who's a very world-class tango dancer and teacher, and she was very excited about what we wanted to do. And she came to San Francisco and she mentored us, basically. And from there formed this Tango Confusion. And uh, we, we've had a really great experience. But 
um, over, let's say, 11 years now. But the interesting thing about that is, you know, um, typically one would only learn to either lead or follow the dance. And it's a, a, you take on a great, greater a learning curve when you expect to do both sides of the dance. But in fact, that's what this group of women is interested in doing. And both sides of the dance are completely different. The followers part and the leaders part. They're just completely different. Sometimes when the two people are dancing together, one person's feet is doing something that's completely different than the other one. And it would, you would, you might wonder, how is that going to work? How are the people who don't trip on, on top of each other? But in fact, that's, that's just the uniqueness of this Argentine tango. And so these, these groups like Tango Mujer and our group Tango Confusion are a, a group of women who really enjoy learning both parts and are able to switch back and forth, even within the same song while we're dancing with one another. Wow, uh, that's really beautiful. I have to say that um, as, a, as a follower only, um, mm-hmm. I, I have, I'm not able to lead because I have enough trouble just knowing my part because I can't transfer spatially um, yeah. and shift gears like that. So even when I'm in a dance lesson, it's a struggle for me to watch the instructor and, and try to do what they're doing. I'm, mm-hmm. It's much easier for me to learn when I'm dancing with somebody. So I'm always in awe of those women who can lead and follow, and some men can as well. But I also know have noticed that when I'm following a woman um, when we're dancing together and she's doing the lead that because she knows my part she can lead in in a different way that's really um, I don't know it's just beautiful it's in sync yeah I mean it goes to this whole idea of you know listening to another person and being aware of the other person and this happens in the dance. And, you know, going way back in the history of Argentine tango, as you know, there, uh, in the early days, the men would dance with other men. First of all, because at the turn of the century, when there was so much um, immigration into Argentina, um, around late 1800s into the early 1900s, there was like eight men to every one woman. So if they wanted to have eventually dance with a woman, they really kind of had to practice with one another. And even later on in the history, typically young men would learn to dance tango with maybe a sister or an aunt or possibly with other guys in the neighborhood because they just needed somebody to practice with. It was considered improper to go to a tango dance or a milonga and ask a lady to dance if you didn't already know how to do it quite well. So that led to these guys dancing with one another. But what it also did is led them to understand the followers' role in the dance, and that made them very good dancers. So even today, um, well-practiced tango dancers, um, the, the leaders will uh, very often learn the followers' part just for the sake of understanding the other person's role that much more clearly. Uh, yes, and I, I've even seen performances of two men, and and just like yours with two women, they're really quite beautiful, and so it kind of knocks down all of these stereotypes. Absolutely, you know, it, it's um, it's a very you know there's sort of this macho image, and and some people in Argentina actually, and and around the world would say that tango is between a man and a woman. 
and it should not be danced by two men or two women. There's, there's, you'd be surprised a significant amount of people who who believe this, and and yet uh, tango is it's true that there's two energies that have to come together. There's sort of the masculine side and the feminine side, but. Um, you know, as, as you know, it's not true that everyone is just masculine or just feminine. We have different qualities in our in our person, and the same thing in our dancing. You know, some people on the on the feminine side dance more masculinely or more femininely, one way or the other. And all we need is for these two halves to come together, two people to come together to to share the two halves and create an Argentine tango. It doesn't matter, in my opinion, whether they're a man or a woman. We need the two sides of the dance. And as you say, two women dancing together or two men dancing together can create a beautiful performance, but also on the social dance floor, it's it's beautiful. It's just like, you know, equal rights in marriage. Everyone should be able to marry who they want to marry. Certainly everybody should be able to dance with who they want to dance with. I, I agree. And especially since it's different here than what you were describing where there were more men than women on uh, uh, virtually every Malanga dance, uh, Argentina dance that I go to, there are more women than men. And so if women are leading, it gives the other women more opportunity to dance. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and, you know, that, that leads to that interesting thing that we do in the Milonga called the Cabaseo that your audience might be interested in. And, you know, you're, you're talking a little bit about... Um, uh, you know, gaining your inner strength and, you know, coming into this dance and dealing with ego and all of that kind of stuff. Well, the Cabaseo is how we invite one another to dance, as you know. And that's an interesting experience where one nods their head to the other one and, and from a distance. And if we both accept, we go to the dance floor and have a dance. But very often you might be looking around and trying to catch somebody's eye, but they don't look back at you. So you have to look and look for another partner, but we don't take that personally. We just we just move on. So this is a way for us to invite each other to dance in such a way that you will end up on the dance floor with a partner that really wants to be there, who has actually nodded their head at you and said, "Yes, I would. I accept your invitation. I would love to go to the dance floor and have these next four dances with you." And it's it's something that's important because it's a very intimate dance, and uh, also it involves different styles. So so people really need to be on the dance floor with the right partner and when they want to be there. Maybe in that moment they wanted to sit and enjoy their glass of wine rather than go to the dance floor. But in another moment, they would like to accept a dance. And that's how it works in the, in the tango environment. Exactly. And we're about to go on a break, but I, I just want to add, and then we can pick this up because this topic is so rich. Um, but just the other thing I've discovered, too, is that sometimes, uh, well, since I'm, you know, the follower, sometimes the leader wants a, a particular follower because of that particular music. And they yeah. want that energy that they know they can create with that particular flat follower. So they're not saying no to me they're for the whole night or for the rest of our lives, but Absolutely. in that moment. That's um, exactly right. Yeah. And so, you know, you really do learn to respect boundaries. I'd like to talk about this a little more because I think there's so many lessons and so much um, uh, importance in that. But yeah. um, 
so right now I'd like to um, thank you um, for tuning in and to um, to remind you that you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Christy Cody and more on Argentine Tango. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And we're here with Christy Cody, who's talking with us about how Argentine tango heals from the inside out. Um, We were talking about making eye contact. And one of the things that, um, you know, I think all of us face, especially as women, is the idea or the fear of being a wallflower, you know, that nobody's going to ask me to dance or nobody wants to dance with me. Um, And especially if that was an experience from childhood, then you bring that fear and expectation really onto the tango dance floor. Yes, absolutely. You know, and um, I was completely, Pair, you know, we tango dancers, we called tangueros or tangueras for the women um, with wine connoisseurs because the more you're into this dance, the more you become like those wine connoisseurs in the environment of, of choosing a glass of wine. 
some people go to a restaurant like me and I just decide whether I want red or white. Maybe I decide, okay, you know, Sauvignon Blanc or something. But a wine connoisseur will really discern what they're going to be eating, what is the year of the wine, look at all the hundreds of listings of wines before they make a decision. And that's what we tango dancers do at a high level. We, we listen to the music being played in the tanda, which is what we call the group of three or four songs that, are, that is going to be played in a set. And when we hear the music, we start to think about who we would want to have this experience with. And it is very quite um, detailed in, in our thinking. It's very important to us who we're going to dance this group of songs with. So when we start looking around the room to, to give or receive a codiceo, an invitation to dance, uh, we have that in mind. And so it might not be that um, I am not accepting a dance with Jim uh, because I don't want to dance with Jim. It's just that right now, while this particular group of music is playing, I'm looking for Steve because he's, he's my favorite partner for that type of music. And Steve probably is looking for me or someone with my same sensibility about the music. And sure enough, our eyes meet and we, we accept a dance between each other and we go to the dance floor. And so it's a very interesting experience that way. And, and we tango dancers understand that if somebody is not inviting us right now, it's not that they, not to take it personally, but to understand the boundaries around what's going on um, musically, as well as um, other things, other reasons why one wants to dance or not want to dance in that moment. Yes, and I think sometimes it even goes beyond the moment and that there are some people who maybe we danced with at one point in our development as a tango dancer or as a person and then something shifts in one of the person's lives or um, the energy changes or something happens that maybe even one of them isn't even aware of but suddenly what was a positive relationship on the dance floor is um, no longer exists. And and so you do get turned down or the person doesn't make contact, eye contact ever again or maybe for years and then it might reemerge. But it's, it's learning. These things happen and it's not always explainable or understandable. And there's a level at which we all have to learn to just accept that people are where they are and they have a right to their preferences and their personal space. Absolutely. You know, and, and generally people just, they do accept dances with people that they know or they have a relationship with. There's sort of a misnomer that you should be able to go, let's say, to Buenos Aires and sit in a milonga and then look across the room to somebody you saw is a good dancer and and just expect them to ask you to dance when that's not really how it works. I sort of always equated it to going to, let's say, a private party where there's 100 people or so, and you, you, some of them are really close friends of yours, and others you've never met. And so there's some people in that room that you might say, hey, let's go grab a beer, you know, and that would be perfectly fine. Whereas if you did that to one of the people at the party that you had never met before, you just walked up and said, hey, let's go grab a beer, they would kind of look at you like, what? You know, it's a little strange relationship. So we really dance with people that we have some sort of connection with or relationship with. Uh, yes, I, I think that's really important, too. And and, and part of life, and, and yeah. the 
way that translates into real life is that we, if there's somebody, um, you know, personal relationships develop. They don't start yeah. full-blown. It, it's step-by-step step as in tango. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in the, in the case of the Milonga, you might, you know, cross paths with somebody at the, um, at the water counter or the drink, you know, the bar or something. And you might just have a conversation with them. So now you have begun to build some sort of relationship and the, the boundary is now breaking down a little bit. And so maybe later on that person um, decides to invite you to dance because they've, they've met you already. So like you say, it's really, um, it can be very much compared to life in general. And, and actually what you just mentioned was a technique that I learned um, to do uh, consciously to, you know, go get a drink of water yeah. or, or whatever to put myself in, in that place or to stand up to signal that uh, I, I would like to dance this set of dances, this Tonda, because what I've also learned is that in at the same time that women can feel vulnerable, men can too, and they don't particularly like it if you look down or away when they try to make eye contact. So, yeah. you know, sometimes just standing up, being, being, um, making yourself available to the possibility of an offer uh, increases the opportunities and the chances of winding up on the dance floor with as somebody who you want to dance with. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very true. I mean, you have to look interested in dancing in order to get a dance. You have to be, you know, looking around and awake and looking enthusiastic about the music that you're hearing. But it's the same in life. I mean, if you want to meet people or strike a conversation with people, uh, you can't go into a cafe and just sit in the corner, corner and not acknowledge anyone. But if you if you come and you order your cup of coffee and you start chatting with the other people in the line, you know, you, you, your relationships will be different in that environment. Exactly. And, and, you know, this idea of developing relationships and creating community within the tango community, I wanted to mention how we initially met because for me that um, whole cruise um, became, well, for all of us, it became more than any of us uh, anticipated because it turned out that it was 2001 and we were on the cruise ship in Alaska on September 9th. I'm sorry, September 11th, 9-11. 9-11, exactly. So that was, you know, pretty incredible experience, of course, for the whole world. But, but to be on the ship in Alaska and then sort of get up in the morning to the news programs, I hadn't even noticed there had there was there were TVs on the ship because watching television not something you do too much when you're on a cruise. But suddenly I realized every TV was on in the entire ship and everyone was gathered around these televisions. And to find out what the news is all about was pretty shocking. So um, it became a really, um, you know, like a, a moment for especially our small group of maybe 75 or 100 tango dancers that were on the ship to sort of really bond together. And there we were going through this experience together. It took on a whole new perspective, really. 
Exactly, and and you you realized in in a new way or again how important support and community was because we were isolated from our friends and family, yeah. and yeah. some of us didn't you know know if everybody was safe. I remember yeah. one couple who couldn't make contact with their daughter in New York for twenty four yeah. hours. Because yes, the lines were crowded. Exactly. You know, luckily, she was fine, but she had she was she had um, she worked in those buildings, so it was really scary for them. So it's uh, definitely a life changing moment in so many ways. So uh, exactly, many and and yet if there was somewhere that you had to be, and we all had to be somewhere, there was mm-hmm. a way that it was um, really turned out to be positive. You know, you look. We talk about the silver lining. How do you find a silver lining in such a horrific um, moment? And yet we had each other and we supported each other and we came together in a profound way that brought us all closer than, um, you know, just the dance um, would have and just the cruise experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, that was that was a, quite a memory. <laughs> um, yes, it was, and um, you know, so yes. But I I, um, I often think about that, and I'm grateful because I even remember, you know, walking on the cruise ship. Everybody suddenly was everybody's friend. You know, yes. everybody on the ship related differently um, because 9-11 changed all of us in many ways. Yes. And some of them um, were healing and positive, mm-hmm. okay. um, as is Tango. So um, I, I would like to take a minute because we're coming towards the end here of the show. If you would please... Give your contact information for anybody who might be interested in lessons in San Francisco or elsewhere or in a perform- booking a performance. Great. Well, um, very easy. I have a website, which is my name, com, and it's spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-C-O-T-E.com. And there you can find a sign-up for my mailing list, and I do keep separate mailing lists for the local community as well as more national events. And you never know where I might be next because I, I'm off to Vermont to teach in a couple of weeks, and uh, I've taught as far away as Istanbul and Buenos Aires and Montevideo, but uh, most of the time I'm here in San Francisco. So I hope to meet some of your listeners, Dr. Paula. Well, I do too, and I want to thank you for being on the show and also for the lessons and the beautiful dance experiences that I've had with you. So I wish you all the best, and thank you again. Well, thank um, you so much for having me. I, I, I love what you said in your opening uh, segment, and uh, you truly have a clear and beautiful imagery of what this dance is all about. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I want to thank um, my listening audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook 
You can do that by going to my website, paulajoyce.com, where you can also get more information on my services and the books our guests have written. It's also a good way to contact me if you want to talk about becoming a coaching client or booking a speech. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount. I hope you'll join us next week when Dr. Charlotte Castle talks with us about healing from addiction and abuse through self-empowerment. In the meantime, if you think of a question about a show or a difficulty in your own life or have an inspirational story to share, please leave a phone message at 1-214-736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. If you have a question, others do too. So help yourself and help them by asking it. You can do so anonymously if that feels safer. And I hope to see some of you at my meetup group next Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.